church this morning. Let's stand together and worship. We've got a new song for you this morning. How, about, how many of you know the best is yet to come, right? Yes, let's declare that today. I believe that the future is brighter. I believe in his promise for me. I believe that he's working in the best is yet to come. I know he makes the anxious courageous. I know he makes the doubters believe. 
Without hope and no place to 
on the cross, free because he took our sins, amen, free because he paid the price that we couldn't pay, amen, I'm thankful, thankful today, I'm thankful that his love never ends, I'm thankful his mercies are new every morning, I'm thankful that he never stops pouring out his grace and mercy upon my life, I'm thankful, Acts 4.13 says, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. And I couldn't help but think about the scripture in 1 Corinthians that says he chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes I just feel like you know, sometimes we just feel kind of like we're foolish, amen? We're foolish. We're foolish for Lord. We're foolish in the Lord. But when we spend time with Jesus, it changes us. It changes the way we think. It changes the way we see. It changes our ability to handle situations in life. But those around us know that we're changed as they look at us, amen? They view us different, and we don't have to be wise, and we don't have to have it all together. I love that about God, that he takes what's in us that is broken. He takes what's in us that has no, no worth or no value, and he makes it of something worth value in his kingdom. Amen? I'm thankful. As I go back into worship, just allow the Lord to minister to your hearts today. Let's just be in his presence and let him meet our need, heal our hurts, 
restore us, rebuild us, and fill us in a new measure. Amen. speaking, I was kind of just, this song was just turning in my mind, and the first line just speaks so much, it says, I can't go back to the beginning. Thank God that we don't have to go back, amen? Thank the Lord that we don't have to go back, because see, we're a new creation. We should be thankful that we're a new creation, church, amen? Hallelujah.
That you've even gone to my world, you come back with the head of my enemy. You come back and you call me my victory.
Take a few minutes this morning and just worship. Just worship him this morning. We're going to sing that bridge again. Those words, and I don't know if it's just one of those Sundays where you just feel the Lord's presence. But those words, church, listen. Listen to those words when you sing them this morning. Hallelujah. he picked up all those pieces. Amen. Aren't you glad that he picked up the pieces to our lives, those shambles that we were living in and that just the mess that was going on and he picked, he put them back together. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. God, you're so good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I always like, you know, this is kind of the first opportunity that I get to uh, come up and uh, introduce um, and I've shared with some about Brother Davey, 
um, how instrumental he was. And I don't even think he realizes it. Um, we went on a, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell a story. You guys can be seated. Thank you, singers, so much. Uh, but I just want to tell, I love telling this story. It's fun, and he's going to know how much fun it is. I don't know. I don't see. Um, so uh, <clears throat> went on a Honduras trip with Brother Davey and I, and we got the luxury of, of, of sleeping with a legend in the same room, Brother Rick Enix, which is, which is Brother Davey's uncle. <clears throat> um, Brother Rick, we, we, there was one rule. <clears throat> there was one rule when you went to Honduras. Don't drink the water. One, don't drink the water. Don't drink the water. Um, we followed that rule, Brother Dave. I believe. What we fo- Brother Rick, on the other hand, got real thirsty. Let's just say for that eight hours, that was the last day we were there, by the way. Last day they were the, that we were there. And uh, needless to say, that eight hours of sleep wasn't eight hours of sleep. Poor Brother Rick is all I'm going to say. Poor Brother Rick. But uh, I say all that to say, but there was a moment um, we're always looking. I'm always looking for, for growth. I'm always looking for an opportunity to, there's brother, I was looking for you. I thought you were back there, Sister Marcia. She's laughing because she knows. But um, um, I'm always looking for an opportunity, just something to better in my personal life. And I was, I was trying, I, I know this is hard to believe, but my mind goes crazy. And I, I believe 100% it's something going on that's just not working properly. And I can't, I can't do a lot of memorization. I can't remember scripture. I can't rem- ask my wife. She'll tell you I cannot remember a lot of things. And so I was talking to Brother Davey one time. I said, Brother Davey, you know, I can read scripture 42,000 times. God will speak to me 42,000 different ways. But you know what? When I close that book, when I close that book and walk away from that book, guess what I don't remember? That scripture. And even though this thing is just little, it stuck to my heart so well. And you can look in my Bible, and in my Bible there's a Ziploc bag because Brother Davey was like, here's what you do. You get some index cards, and you write that scripture down. And I know to you that's simple. That's a simple thing, but you know what? When we're, when we're working so hard and so, so fast and so, so earnestly to just get that word deep in our hearts, sometimes we forget that little thing. And I think, man, that was such a blessing to me because of, of what that did in my life. I've got, I've got stacks of index cards now at home with scriptures written on so I can go back and each every time that I open God's word, I can look at those scriptures. And you know what? That 42,000 and one time God's going to speak to me again on something different. So I'm thankful to have this opportunity to introduce Brother Davey Norris this morning. Uh, he is overseeing the Heaven Neve, and let me just tell you, they're doing some amazing stuff. And I'm going to plug him for a little bit too. Sunday nights, hey, you can get online. I have caught him a couple of times uh, preaching the word. So if you are one of those people like, man, I miss Sunday nights, Br- Brother Davey is preaching a good word on Sunday nights. Get online and follow him. So I'm going to ask Brother Davey to come on up. Give him a hand clap as he comes. Amen. country we can't take the country out of the boy right I guess right well that goes hand in hand we was uh we're we're all working and and trying to 
uh, get along and, and uh, do the work that God, in this age of technology and everything's changing and, and uh, the pastor asked me, uh, you know, to, to uh, really bring a mission report uh, with a word uh, for each and every one of us here this morning. And, and uh, so I want to follow God and I want to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit uh, more, than, more than what I have written on paper. Uh, things have already uh, kind of took a turn uh, from where we was uh, kind of heading. Um, so we're, we learned that the sound booth um, is, is uh, got an assignment this week, and and uh, they're they're going to learn how to get YouTube videos up on the screen. Amen. So I had a couple of short clip videos uh, that I was going to show you this morning, um, and it's my my fault. I apologize. I should have brought them on a on a memory stick uh, for you. So uh, so things kind of have taken a turn already. Um, when the sister was sharing this morning. Um, you know, the word that she gave about God used the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Um, over the last 10 years, I have got the blessed opportunity to be able to learn that scripture from many different angles. And not even, but just here recently, did God really download to me a different meaning of that word. And just like the brother was saying, I can read this word and I can read this scripture 42,000 times and get 42,000 different meanings. That's the beautiful thing about God, is that he is alive and he is active, and that he wants more than anything for us to be living in his word at the moment that he is moving in and through our life, and it is beautiful. But that passage of scripture, when I first came to know the Lord, it rung so true to me, because the funny thing about it is, is that even though I lived in the world and was of the world, in the world's eyes, I was foolish. I was a stinking drug addict. I was a heroin addict. I was a meth head. I was an ex-convict. I mean, I had done nothing good with my life. Even in the world's eyes, I was a fool. You know? And, and when that scripture spoke to me and I had a calling and a purpose on my life and God had confirmed it and he was anointing me to be able to follow through with the purpose that he had for my life to be, the world still thought he's just a foolish guy, you know, and, and then, you know, following God and, and, and learning what it's like to live in unity with the body of Christ, having never understood unity before in my life. It wasn't a word that, that in the drug culture you're like accustomed to. There is no unity. There's, it's all about me. Get what you can get, you know. Um, but just here recently, that word began to come to me from a different perspective, and, and, and it came to me in, in this way. I am now one of the foolish things of the world, because I put my faith and my trust and my hope in Jesus Christ. And I, I think that, that on this journey of discipleship and raising up men and, and ladies and families to trust and believe in the Lord, one of the, one of the it seems like it should just be like uh, one of those things that's like a no-brainer but we have to be pulled back into this place all the time, it seems like. The world is not your friend. I mean, it's the enemy of God. <laughs> you know, and, and yet we spend so much of our, our time 
trying to figure out a balance in that whole thing where there really isn't one. I, I am to be, in the world's eyes, foolish for my faith and for what I believe and for what I do and for the way that I live my life. Um, that's a good thing. I'm very thankful because I'm going to be a fool either way in the eyes of the world. I'd much rather be a fool on God's side than on the devil's side because that's where I was a fool before. Um, and the blessings are so much better. And the crowns are eternal. It's just wonderful to be able to have this privilege and this opportunity to work for the Lord. Um, so, I, you know, I was asked by a uh, pastor to, to give a missionary report. So uh, to be able to do that, man, I mean, I have to bring the word to you all at the same time. So I'm just going to kind of mix my testimony, our story, the ministry, uh, and then wherever the Lord leads us in that. But let me pray. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that, Lord, you would anoint these people to hear right now, that, God, you would place upon their hearts a heart to receive the very word of God, Lord, as, God, you ask us right now to be able to bring it and to be able to, to deliver it. And, Lord, this isn't a missionary report of me. This is a missionary report, God, of you. Lord, it isn't I that should be lifted up, but it's you that should be glorified. So, Lord, all the way through this and all the way through this service, I pray, God, that your name would be made known above all names. And I pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. So I had a little video that we was going to pop in real quick. Um, and the video basically uh, is a virtual tour of Heaven to Bay Healing Center. Um, and I'm going to go into some changes in that here shortly. But basically, a lot of times when you think of a drug rehab, which we are not, Okay? But the guys that do come to us are coming out of some sort of drug addiction for the most part. Really, they have a sin issue. And God is pursuing them. God is chasing hard after them, and he is supplying and providing an atmosphere and an environment where they can literally get in his word, get away from the things of this world, and heal. That's what God is doing, and that is the purpose behind our work and our ministry. But... We're not, we're, we're not a dirty ministry. And what I mean is, is that we ask God from the very beginning to allow us to be able to provide better than they've ever had in their life. So that when they leave here, they will have a picture of what better is. We have an absolutely beautiful facility if you have never been to our campus and to our grounds, it is a must-come-and-see-and-tour. I mean, we have some, uh, some of the nicest rooms. We have the nicest bathrooms. We have a wonderful kitchen. We have a wonderful campus. We have over 17,000 square feet of housing facilities. We have houses that we've added to the property since the inception of the ministry. We have trailers. We have garages. We have pond house. We call it the Holy Ghost Rest House. We have a private pond on the property. that I mean, we, we have asked God to be able to provide nicer than they've ever had so that when they leave, they will have a model for keeping their life pure and clean. And we ask God to allow us to be able to be a family ministry so that we give them a picture of what the family, which we have lost in our society today, looks like. And um, so I'm just really, really proud of what the Lord has done and all that. Um, we're in our 10th year. Uh, this, this, this November ended the, the fullness of 10 full years 
of ministering to men, their wives, their fiancés, and the moms and dads and the grandmas and grandpas. Every time God sends a man, he doesn't just send the man, he sends the package. We will house the man, but we work with the mom. And we'll work with the dad, and we'll work with the grandma, and we'll work with the grandpa, or we'll work with the kids, or we'll work, we, we bring in the whole thing because the whole thing is restitution or, 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 or redemption for the whole family. Um, so this year, at the beginning of this year, I was before the Lord, and, um, you know, I began to, I began to, I went through a, a season really of spiritual burnout, and um, I really had never been through uh, that before um, in my life, and I really didn't have time to be burnt out. Um, but at the same time, what I was finding is, is that working with some of the hardest men on the planet can make, your, make you and create for you to be, become very hard if you're not careful. Um, and so I, I've reached out to many counselors um, and many professionals that had done what we've been doing for many years because scripture says there's safety in a multitude of counsel. And I can go to God for my help, but God also puts people and men in our lives to be able to be helps to us. Um, so sometimes it's in the going and the asking that your healing is actually going to come. Sometimes our pride is we're just too prideful to go and seek the help that we need, especially when we're in the position of always being the help to others. You know, um, So I, I made a trip all the way down to uh, Kentucky to a ministry down um, at Pure Life Ministries. Uh, down there and, and, and scheduled a meeting with the founder uh, of that ministry and I sat down with him and, and, and I just basically he'd been doing this for 25 years I'd been doing this for about eight years and, and, and you know I just I just asked I said man you know I just really feel like I've become hard I feel like I don't have as much compassion and mercy uh, towards these guys and, and, he, and, he, and he looked at me and he said you're not hard he said if you was hard you wouldn't be doing this at all We get, we get weary, and we get tired, and we can go through burnout. But if we're still willing to keep doing what God wants us to do, don't let the enemy deceive you and trap you into something that you're not. Okay? So, so I received that, man, and, 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 it, and it was almost you know, instantaneously that, that I knew uh, my help, I had to encourage myself in the Lord. And so we came into this year, I came into this year purposely, uh, I'm not worried so much about how many men we bring in. I'm not worried so much uh, about our numbers. I'm not worried so much about having to give uh, number reports to givers and supporters and all that. Uh, we wanted to ask ourselves this question. This is the question that I felt like the Lord asked me to ask myself. Do you want to do for the next 10 years what you have done for the last 10 because you're not going to get out of it. This is what you're called to do. This is what you're anointed to do. And this is the purpose you have been brought to this earth. And, and it rings true not just for me, but for all of us. And, and as, as I went through my education and my training and my preparation for my calling, I, call, I was at the school of prophets for eight years. 
In other words, I sat underneath some of the best professors in this country for eight years. I was taught and I was trained and I was qualified underneath some of the best teaching and the best training that we could find in the Christian arena. And one of the things that I picked up on in my training was the last seven words of the dying church. We have always done it this way before. And after 10 years of doing it the way we was doing it wasn't bad. There wasn't anything wrong with the way we had been doing it. There wasn't anything bad with the way we had been doing it. But I had to stop and ask myself, all this learning and all this training and all this teaching that you have received in your life, are you willing to go back and apply any of that, some of that, or all of that at this point in this juncture? And that is at the beginning of this year. That began 2021, coming out of the coronavirus. What can we do? What can we add to? How can we build? How can we grow? How can we do what we've been doing the last 10 years in a little different way for, so that we can maintain and be able to be consistent for another 10? And I think it's a good question uh, for each and every one of us to be able to get to that place and, and, and be honest enough and humble enough that, you know what, man, if I have to do it the same way I've been doing it the last 10, man, I don't know, man, I'm telling you what. Honesty. Got to be real with me. We began 2021 this year. Our motto for the ministry was we and not me. I want help. I want to do it for as long as the Lord wants me to do it. But I'm so appreciative and so thankful for all the support and all the givers that have given to this ministry over the last 10 years. But I'm looking for a team. So we began to build a team in 2021 um, and put people in place to be able to just take on delegation of some things so that we could do a few things differently. And we decided that we would begin this year by, by just changing a few things. And one of those things that we decided to change was the name of the ministry. I know it seems big to some people because that's who you are and that's what you've been known by. But over the last 10 years, we've been known by, we've been known as Heaven the Bay Healing Center. You know, and that's the name that the Lord put up on my heart when we began to birth and begin to put this ministry into implementation. You know, and, and it had its meaning, Heaven. It's a real place. I mean, that's the goal. I mean, that is really literally the goal. It's to spend eternity with Jesus in heaven. And the bay is heaven spelled backwards. In other words, you're going to have to turn it around. You're going to have to stop looking to the world and the things of this world. And you're going to have to look at heaven as what heaven really is. It's your blessing. It's your treasure. It's where your crowns will be stored up for you when you do what you've been called to do by following our Lord Jesus here on this earth. And healing is what we all want. I don't care what you come from and what kind of life you've lived. We all need healing. See, we won't believe in supernatural miraculous healings until we need one. <laughs> But when, my, when I need one and there's a diagnosis, hey, I'll take some of that. <laughs> you know? And center uh, basically just for us meant that Jesus Christ has to be the center of everything. 
Um, the, the issue became over the last 10 years that, that we really uh, was not a uh, re rehabilitation drug rehab. We didn't try to fit that model. Uh, we didn't want to be that model, and we wanted to kind of lose the stigma of being a, a secular-type rehab, drug rehab. Our approach is completely, entirely faith-based. Uh, we don't necessarily oppose some of the recovery methods that other places use. We just don't necessarily do that here. We tap into the Word of God, introduce them to Jesus. We believe that Jesus is enough, and we believe that Jesus can do miraculous, supernatural things in a person's life and show them all of the emptiness and all the holes and even take them back to places in their life where troubles began that, that maybe they did not know that that's where it all started. So we're trying to heal more than just the addiction. We're trying to heal the whole of the person through putting our faith and our hope and our love into Jesus Christ. So I wrote a book about five years ago and the Lord gave me a title for that called Free at Last. And, you know, what does that mean to be free? You know, and, and, and for me, I had, to, I had to go through this thought process of free of what? Free of me. You know, I mean, just free of my self-pursuit, free of my idolatries, man, free of my addictions, just free of my pride, free of, free of everything, man, that held me down and bound me, man, to the chains and to the sin of this world, man. And, and you know, and, and to me, that, that had free at last. Good God Almighty, I'm free at last. And, and, and to me, that, that was just the Lord saying, you know, isn't this what we're doing? Isn't this what we're trying to provide? That, that if you will lay down your idolatry, if you will lay down that love and pursuit of self, if you will just learn to love God first and others second, you will properly begin to understand the love of yourself. And then you can be good to everything and everybody around you. And you will experience the freedom and the love of Jesus like you have never, ever experienced it before in your entire life. To be free is so wonderful. It's not so much to walk in cheap grace. It's not so much to walk in legalism. It's to find that perfect balance with God that is just wonderful. There's times where I understand that I must submit and that there's times that I must understand rules and structure and that I must have disciplines in my life, but I'm free to follow them. I'm free to be in them. And there's times where I also understand and know that, man, unless I apply the grace that Jesus Christ provided for me, the devil's going to beat on me and he's going to wear me out. I'll never be good enough. I'll never be good enough. I have to understand and walk in the balance of this whole thing. And when I can get there, man, and it's freeing. Because I'll tell you something, man, the guys that we minister to, and not just them, their wives and their family are exhausted. They are wore out and tired. The addict, because it's a never-ending chase, never finds complete fulfillment. And the loved one, because they don't want to see them die. It's life and it's death. It's serious. It's not a joke. 
And that's our commission. That's what God called each and every one of us to do. He didn't call us to just be Christians. He called us to be disciples. And when he calls us to be disciples, he gives us our calling on this earth. Go and make disciples. That is the great commission. That is the great thing that I have been born for. So going to make disciples isn't easy. Because we buck and we push back. And we have to be taught how to have a Christian mindset. Scripture says how good and pleasant it is when God's people can dwell in unity. You know, when we began this ministry, looking for church support and looking for churches to come behind us and having a home church at the time, it, it had a stigma with it. But you belong to them. No, I belong to the body. No, you belong to them. No, I belong to the kingdom. No, you belong to them. And as long as you belong to them, we can't give to you because we'd be given to them. I, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And then I was told, David... You will never build a ministry in Lawrence County that will have unity among the churches. Okay, then, I'll go outside of the county. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know early on that I was going to have to expand the territories and the boundaries. It's a kingdom work. And I'm grateful and thankful this church has been giving to us faithfully since we began. And, and the beautiful thing is, is that, that what I've noticed, and this is what I really like because I pay attention to things. None of this is in my notes, so you, I'm sorry. <laughs> that this church began to give $50 a month. And then when a new pastor come in, they doubled it. Tells you something about your pastors. Now when another pastor come in, they doubled it. And you don't understand how a small donation accumulates over a 10-year period of time. It means a lot. And we're very grateful and we're very thankful. So we renamed and we relabeled and we rebranded uh, some things at the ministry. Uh, we are now free at last ministries. So we are both. We understand that this last year has been just like a transition of going from one name to another name. Um, so we've just kept both websites. Heaven the Bay Healing Center, same thing. Free at last ministries. Same thing, same 501c3, same ministry, same program, same founders, same direction. We've just decided to rebrand, rename, and then make some adjustments in some of our program options. So on the property, uh, we have a limestone uh, sign uh, that we prayed to have made and and, and um, Kathy Heckard and, and her limestone group up here volunteered to, to do that for us. And, 
And on the back of that, on the back of that limestone uh, headstone um, for the ministry, I had this scripture put: "From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised." And and I and I just I just want to share the story or the testimony behind that because. I think so often we want to try to go in and recreate the wheel. And, and, and sometimes, man, we just need to be willing to build upon something that someone else slaved over, sweat over, blood over. I mean, you know, and, and I remembered when I was a boy. I thank God for bringing back things um, for times and for reasons that I would have, I was a heathen child. I mean, I would, I would get run off of this church grounds that we now own by the pastor for smoking, chewing tobacco, spitting it on his blacktop. I mean, I, I think back and I'm like, man, if that guy had known that I was going to be the 25th pastor to, to pastor at this property, he probably would have just said, there's, I quit. I, there's no way this kid's going to pastor anything. I just think it's so cool how God does things and has such a great sense of... But I had a familiarity with that. I had a history with it. See, I could be like, well, that, you know, that dirty old guy, and you know what I mean? And No, thank you. Thank you, man, for, for kicking me off there for doing something and disgracing the property of God, man. I had no respect for the things of God. I needed to be told. I needed to be showed. I needed that correction in my life. Did I receive it then? No. But I'm receiving it now. I mean, 30-some, 40 years later, man, I'm thankful for that man of God. I'm thankful, real thankful, so thankful that I remembered that there used to be a big limestone sign at the front of that property that said Church of the Nazarene's Valley Mission. And I thought, sign's gone. Foundation. Got to be a foundation. Because everything should be built upon a foundation. So I took the guys out there one afternoon. I said, here's what we're doing. We're trying to find the old foundation to the old sign to the old church because we don't need to put a new one in. We just need to build on what's already been built before us. We found it. And that's where the sign to our ministry sits. We was founded in 2010, but we're building on something that was founded in 1918 at the birth of a tent revival that went six weeks. That's our history. And I would, I would rather be known for all that history than just for what we've done. So our goal in Jeremiah 17, 14 is heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed got to believe I got to believe that Jesus Christ himself alone can heal me of whatever sin issues that I am willing to bring before him save me and I shall be saved for you are my praise so we are in the business of raising up end time warriors 
And we believe that this is the great commission that God has placed upon our life to do. So the guys that want to come or loved ones that you might know that are needing or looking for help for someone they know, we take this very seriously. I'm not trying to scare anybody off. Just want them to know coming in that this is life or death. And if you want to live and you want to live for God, God can give you and offer to you an opportunity and a place to where you can change. See, the issue, the issue oftentimes with, 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 with addicts and coming out of that lifestyle and that mentality and, that, and having those, those jacked up perspectives is that we have been manipulators and, dece and deceivers for so stinking long, man, that we have this next addiction. It's called convincing. I just want everyone to be convinced that I've changed, but inside I really ain't changing. It's part of the chase. It's part of the idolatry. And being a, a, a disciple maker and creating end-time warriors, man, when it comes down to the time for battle, who do you want in the foxhole with you? You know, I want someone that's been trained for what we're going at right now. I want someone that has completely surrendered treason. I want someone that is willing to face this thing head on and not back up. We are not of those that wither away. We are not of those that shrink back. We are not of those. See, one of the problems, one of the things that these guys bring with them is this run mentality, this quit mentality. We have to remove that quit option. I can offer you the opportunity. I can offer. We do it in the church, man. If things don't go my way, if they don't run this thing this way, I'm out of here, man. I'll just go someplace else, man. It's not just Lawrence County. Our business is too small. It's everywhere. So, oftentimes we fail to see the seriousness of intercession. Um, how crucial and timely this battle that we're in as a nation is. Um, being a slave to sin is just absolutely exhausting. Um, it will keep you longer uh, than you wanted to stay. I guess I talked longer than I thought. My iPad timed out. And I never moved my notes. I'm, I'm moving a little bit now. Amen. So at uh, the initial process uh, for, um, you know, for uh, us bringing guys in or, or uh, meeting them at the place where God has them, um, is we have to understand that uh, we're all at a different place on this journey. Um, we have to understand that, that even though they, they think they're at a bottom or you think that they're at a bottom, their bottom may not be what you think their bottom is. Um, oftentimes we're trying to stop the bleeding and God is trying to break them down. You know, a guy goes to jail and he's ready to change. Of course. If you'll get him out... You know, and yes, it can be a wake-up call, but it can also be a detox facility. And it can also give you a time to rest. 
And it can also give you a time to work on your faith. You can rest knowing that he's safer there. Even though it's not a good environment. It's not. It's not. It's not. But it's still better than there. Praying and interceding. It's like the prodigal, man. I mean, they really, 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 really have to come to their own. And we need to be there when they do. But we also need to be wise and be careful. Amen. So everything, everything that you do at this point in a person's life is planting seeds. You know, we, we, uh, we ask people all the time if, if you have a loved one or someone that uh, would be interested in the help that we can provide. Um, you know, at some point we're going to want to talk to them. Um, because oftentimes mom wants it. Grandma wants it, wife wants it, they don't really want it. At some point, at some time, we need to hear what they want. And um, that's kind of part of our process to um, initiate the process of, of getting someone to us. Uh, what kind of re resources do we have available? Um, we have a website, um, two websites actually, Heaven of a Healing Center. Uh, 777.com and then uh, freeatlast77.com. Um, on our website, uh, we have uh, a pretty extensive video ministry, um, which is an outreach tool uh, for a lot of our graduates and uh, for resources to be able to see. And we have a lot of short clip video stuff. At the bottom of our website, there's a YouTube button. You can hit that button uh, and it'll take you to our YouTube channel. Um, and there's just a lot of things about the ministry, uh, virtual tours, uh, information, short clip videos, uh, series, um, lots of different things that you can access through there. And what we do oftentimes is we say use that to help minister to the addicted loved one that you're trying to get to recognize who we are. Let God speak to them personally through the things that we're providing so that it will warm them up to where they may be coming. Um, we have other options too for help. We don't just think that we're the only place on the planet that can actually help somebody. Amen? Um, okay. Um, so we have other resources, uh, quite a list of places all over the country too. Um, even secular places because not everyone's ready for the faith journey. Uh, but to get them to a place to get them off of drugs and and keep them alive. I think that is beneficial to the longevity of the real purpose. And the real purpose is really to get them saved and introduce them to the love of Jesus. Okay? Um, so um, this is where I was going to show another video, but uh, maybe we'll come back sometime or something and show you guys a couple of these videos, or you can go uh, tour around and look for them yourself. Um, the length of the program, we're a three-phase program, and really longer than that, um, you know, so I don't want to go into too much length and stuff on that, but all that kind of stuff is available on our website, um, and you can uh, scroll through there and find that all, all that kind of stuff. But what I will say is, is that um, the first phase of the ministry is, is four months. It used to be seven. It's four months now. Um, there, there is a cost assigned to coming now. Uh, it used to be completely free. Um, now I've learned over the last 10 years that, that you, need to, you need to invest in your own recovery. This mindset of unless it's free, and I mean, I mean it's, just, it's, just, it's just, this is the mindset that these guys have got to get past. 
you've got to pour into your own help. And, and, and we do still offer scholarships, and we give more scholarships than we take money. But at the same time, we're trying to get them to a place to where at some point you're going to work and you're going to pay for your own help. And you're going to learn the responsibility of taking care of the things that you left undone back there. And this is decent and this is proper and this is order. And scripture says that we should do everything decently and in order. And to, you know, the thing about it, when we come to Jesus, man, all the consequences of what I did are still there. God's going to teach me how to go through them. He's going to teach me how to face them. He's going to teach me how to still have to do the sentence for the crime that I committed. And, and, and not just look at... God, just take everything away and get me completely out of trouble. That's oftentimes we come to God not because, not because we really want God, but because we want our circumstances to change. God will use my circumstances, but what he really wants to change is me and my perspective. Um, so, you know, um, on our website it does have some, some costs. We're still a lot lower and a lot cheaper than a lot of other places and facilities in this country. Uh, but with that, we also provide a work uh, program. So we have a work program at the ministry now. It's called Building for Change. We also have a work program through PRD, which is local here. Building for Change is a construction company, legitimate construction company. It's its own LLC, but it's a ministry at the same time. It only employs men that are, have been through a certain phase of the program. Um, but then we do employ other contractors for certain skill things and, and things that need to be done in a professional way. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a licensed carpenter. Basically, I was in the carpenters' union on my own businesses before the Lord. Um, when I came to the Lord, he did the same thing with me that he did with the disciples. He said, cast down your nets and follow me. In other words, he said to me, take off your tools, put your belt down, and follow me. For five years, he would not allow me to build. For five years, I was not allowed to, to use my tools. Um, I just was to follow him and become a builder of men. Um, and then the Lord came to me when he blessed us with the ministry, and, and he said, now you build. And after about eight, nine years of having the vision of building for change and waiting for God to send me the right person to run it they never came and they never came and I said God what are we going to do or what are we supposed to do with this and he said you build you lead it you start it you're the one that has the vision I give you're the one that has the talent you're the one that has the ability you build into men while you're building for others and so, so now we have that. That helps guys earn a little bit of money. It helps them to be able to pay program fees. Helps them to learn the discipline of paying tithes. It, it teaches them that now they have to meet responsibilities through child support. You want to see where a person's at. Manage their money for them. You work for it. It's yours. But we're going to help you manage it. Because most guys, here's how they carry their money. 
big wad, front pocket. That's the bank. That's the bank. No ledgers. No way to keep track of anything they're spending. Or it's a debit card. And as long as it's plastic, they feel like they can just keep sticking it in machines. Very few guys come to us and still have the ability to have a bank account. That's where we start at with them. We got to get that restored. Because we got to be able to have, we got to be able to be good stewards of what God blesses us with. Isn't this good though? Isn't this good for the Christian community as well? I mean, really? You know, I mean, praise God, man. I mean, um, so um, our current project, we have a project right now going on at uh, uh, 1922 14th Street here in Bedford, Indiana. Uh, it's a completely new construction, new build home. Um, we are right now, uh, drywall is finished and hung. Finishers are coming Monday to finish. Uh, outside uh, is pretty much complete other than sidewalk, driveway, and a little bit of landscaping. Um, that project was a fundraising project for the ministry uh, that Building for Change is doing. In other words, Free at Last Ministry is paying for the project to be done. Building for Change is doing the labor for the project, but the project is being done so that we can pay off the mortgage uh, that we have at Free at Last Ministries. Um, so we're, we're probably um, about $20,000 away from finishing that project, and we have a handful of interested buyers already. Um, so just to let you know where that project and, and that part of the ministry is at at this time. Um, thought I'd give you some numbers. People like numbers. Um, by the numbers, um, over the last 10 years, over 200 men have been helped uh, through our campus ministry. That does not include uh, their families. We have had so much success with those that are attached to them. We have seen whole families be restored uh, through their son coming to get the help that he needed. They realized how much help they needed. Um, countless families, I, I touched on that, um, over 10,000 beds uh, have been provided and what, I'm, what I mean by 10,000 beds, what I mean is, is that every night a bed is slept in, that's one. If there's four, bed, four beds slept in that night, that's four. If there's eight beds slept in that night, that's eight. Over the last 10 years, over 10,000 beds have been occupied. Over 30,000 meals uh, have been provided and served by this lady right here. Um, she does all the lunches and she does all the dinners and uh, she'll take any, any type of meal uh, preparation sent our way that anybody wanted to donate and give to. So uh, it's a help to her ministry. Um, we've had almost, almost 50,000 hours of chapel services and Bible studies. Those are times that are set aside and set apart for the men to do uh, studies that are presented and given to them by the ministry systematic studies, question-answer type format. Uh, the questions come directly out of the Bible, the answers come directly out of the Bible. They learn what God has to say about them and about their situation and about their future for themselves. It isn't just because Grandpa said anymore. 
you get a lot of guys that come from being raised in the church but never had a relationship of their own with Jesus. We have a lot of guys that come to us that are completely radically unchurched and know nothing about the Bible whatsoever. So getting in the word for themselves is important. We've printed over 100,000 pages of curriculum in the last 10 years. The number of salvations that we have, have had over the last 10 years, I, I just say question mark. Um, because we don't really try to keep track and you don't really know for sure. Um, and my point of that is, is that sometimes guys come with the wrong motives and will say all the right things. And there is such a thing as false conversions. So I don't want to take claim to something that I can't necessarily for surely take claim to. And it isn't mine to claim anyway. Um, so what I can say though is this, is that our success rate is 100%. And I know that that sounds really arrogant and really prideful. And it's, it's either, either explain it to you in this way, God's way, or explain it to you in the way the world would explain it to you. In the world, the success rate in these type of ministries sucks. It does. It, it, it's 30% it's or below those that actually complete what they start. That's not just here. It's, it's everywhere. So I choose to take this path. God, God says that his word will not return to him void. So that means if I get to speak one word of God to them, success that means if they stay one day they heard more about God and more of his word than they did by not being there that one day if they stay three days they're going I'm telling you they'll have so much word put into them in one week or two week it will be more word than they have ever received in their entire life any place else not that we're anybody or anything but the word of God tells me that God is always successful. And I refuse to take numbers from the world or secular programs based upon completions and perfections in man's eyes because I don't know what God is going to do with that word that I spoke into that man. And some other program somewhere else will probably take the credit for the change that happens in that person's life. And that's fine. I don't care. As long as that person changes. And we'll do the same. We'll get the benefit sometime of something that someone else done. Something that someone else spoke into a person's life. And they rejected it at that place in that time. And then they landed in our lap five years down the road. But they remember, they remember where they got cut. God healed it all the way down here. Two-edged sword. It cuts. And it heals when I receive it. Amen. Otherwise, it's just painful. It can be forever. You know? All right. So um, we have one new program um, that, that was birthed uh, through COVID. Um, so I had, a, I had a different perspective on COVID um, than some. We had the COVID um, uh, November of 2020. And we really sat back and watched, um, you know, yeah, I'm a man of faith, man. 
Um, I trust the Lord. That's what I teach with all my heart. But we sat back and we watched, and we're kind of in a little different arena, too, um, than, than, than some. We're, we're kind of in that nursing home kind of arena where we house people. Uh, so we, we, have, we, have, we have to listen uh, to uh, some of the governing things going on. But all this was so new, and, I, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't know which, I mean, it's tough. Any of you leaders that have been in leadership through this, it's been, it's been, we, we got it. And, and we chose to um, isolate uh, for the time period that they asked the whole campus. And I had it first. And um, then everybody else began to be tested and, and also uh, had it. Um, so I was in isolation in my bedroom. And I didn't get that sick. And I was going to go crazy in there. And I said, Lord, what would you have me to do? And we built an online program. In 10 days, uh, we pretty much, with the help of some assistance and, and an administrative help through technology and all that, in that 10-day period of time, the curriculum was already there. We already had the curriculum. We already been doing it for 10 years. We just needed to get it over into a version and into a way that we could provide the same curriculum that we do here to past students that had quit and couldn't come back but wanted to finish what they had started or to uh, you know, churches or to Sunday school groups that would like to have a disciplined uh, structure of Bible study uh, through the Word of God. So to us, COVID slowed us down enough to be able to take inventory. Do we want to do the next 10 years the same way that we've been doing it the last 10? Or God, are we ready to move and to shift? Not compromise, but move and to shift the new direction that you have for our life to take. That was the coronavirus for me. Moved me in to the changes that we began to make for 2021. We start tonight to end our year of preparation so that when we move into 2022, we want to know how we can be a bigger and a better impact to the kingdom of God. We start revival for the next six weeks, the next six Sunday nights at 7 o'clock out at Free at Last Ministers Chapel. Now, God put a certain individual's name on my heart to preach. And it was the man that introduced me to Jesus in 1997 in Lawrence County Jail. And he hasn't been ministering much over the last couple of years because of the virus, because the jails have been shut down and not allowing pastors to be able to come in. And I knew in my heart that he was hungry because he loved to share the word with guys like me and with us.
72 years old. Dyrus Dustin at Ram Free Indeed Ministries for over 40 years has preached to some of the hardest, meanest convicts that we can produce in our sinfulness. He's going to preach the next six Sunday nights out at uh, Free at Last Ministries. December 31st, uh, 7 o'clock, we're going to have a New Year's Eve service of baptisms. We're expecting some people to commit to change their life for Jesus Christ. And if you would love to come, we would love to have you. We're not very big. We're small, small room, but we'll make room. Amen. And uh, I just want to thank you guys and uh, um, thank your pastor uh, for giving me uh, this opportunity uh, to be able to share uh, about the work that God has called us to do. Uh, I'm thankful that you partner with us. Um, if there's, uh, you want to know what you can do to help, um, man, you can just pray. Um, pray that God would continue to send us the helpers and the, the team leaders that we need to be able to uh, do the work that God has called us to do. Um, just pray that if God puts a need that we have on your heart, that you would just listen to him, you know? And um, and uh, just uh, and continue to pray for, for joy and I as we lead. I think that we're supposed to pray for our leaders. I feel selfish when I ask for that, but Paul did too, you know, and he asked. And, and you should pray for your pastor, and you should pray for those that are in leadership here and, and we should be praying for those that are leading other men because because the enemy the enemy really wants us to fail and the reason why he wants us to fail is so so that he can have his day at with somebody saying I told you I told you I told you you know and that's that's the importance of why we should be praying it's harder it's harder it's harder um, for us to go against our authority if we're praying for our authorities Amen. All right, so um, let me pray with you. Father, I pray over these people right here, right now, Lord, as the music comes forward to close this service out. Um, Lord, I just pray, uh, Lord, that you would just bless them. Uh, I pray, God, that everything that, uh, that they lay their hands to, Lord, that you have ordained and that you have anointed to be, uh, that, God, it would happen, that it would come to fruition. I pray and I know, God, that uh, this people here will give you praise. They will give you glory. For God, for the things that you allow them to walk in. I pray for the pastor and his wife on their journey and on their trip that they're on this weekend. I pray that it has been refreshing and that it has been a blessing uh, to them and to others that they have been around. I pray, Lord, as they come back to minister to the sheep that uh, you have put underneath their care. That, Lord, you will help them, Lord, to have vision and direction. And that not only that, Lord, that they would never lack for help. And that, God, you would give them the skills and the talents and the, tra and the trades through the people, through the church, that they would need to be able to carry out the work that you have called them to do. Lord, I speak and pray that they're moving from one location to another location. That they wouldn't be homesick, that they would know that they're home. I pray, God, that the people of the church would be supportive and that they would be in unity with one another. 
And I pray, God, that if you're new here today and you haven't found a home, you're searching or you're looking, you don't even know for sure if Jesus is really the answer to all your problems. God, I pray right now that you would minister to that individual's heart. I pray right now, God, that you do a thing that only you can do. And I pray, God, that, Lord, we have minded you, that we have blessed you today because, God, you are always blessing us. And I feel like we really fall short of blessing you back. So, Lord, I just pray if there's a need, family needs restored, a son or a daughter is just lost and without Jesus, just lost. Lord, I pray you'd restore some hope. You're always enough, God. Help us, God, to stand true to this. I believe, I believe, I believe not because of what you're going to do for me in the future. I believe because what you have done and what you are doing only confirms with what you will do. You will do it again because that's who you are. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us an opportunity to share a part of our life this people's life and I pray God that you continue to grow us in relationship with one another that brings glory to your name Lord Lord help us to be lights in this small little area that we've been given territory to oversee this little area of Judah we share this area Lord but it isn't ours it's yours we lift up the name of Jesus and we claim the name of Jesus over this area over this territory over this region but, Lord, we don't want to get stuck just here, Lord. We want to branch out. We want to reach out. We want to go into those places that haven't even been searched out, God. Just prepare us to be your hands and to be your feet. Show us, Lord, what our future holds. And I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah, give, give the ministry a hand clap. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know, I just think over the years, it's crazy that it's been 10 years. Um, but I, I, I can still remember, uh, those of you may not see them, because a lot of times they sit up here in the back, but uh, we get the luxury of being able to see up there. And the faces, the amount of faces that we've seen. Um, so if you guys got any questions or anything, or you want to... Uh, give additionally to them guys. Make sure you see them out in the front. Um, but of course, we don't want to close a service without an opportunity. Amen. So we're going to allow the worship team to, to sing. And I'm just going to ask right now if there's any needs. Guys, if there's any needs, 
on your hearts today, in your lives today, things that, that you just don't know which way is up and you're just struggling right now. I'm going to have some of the prayer team come up and just be up here. Just for, We're not going to tarry long, uh, just for a few moments, but I truly believe we shouldn't release you guys until we open up the opportunity. Come up here just to pray and to worship God. Amen. So if you've got a need this morning, if you have anything you want to just reach out for prayer about, we're going to have the prayer team come up and they're going to be up here as the, as the, as the worship team sings this morning.
Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Father, we just come to you this morning, God, with, with excitement and joy, Father, for, for sending your Son to die on a cross for us, Lord. For wiping our sins away, Lord, we thank you. We praise you for that, God. You're so worthy, Lord. We just thank you this morning, God. As we leave this place and we go our separate ways, Father, you be with us, you lead us, you guide us, Father, and keep us safe. Father, we love you, we thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. David, that was, that was a blessing. feel blessed to know that we have God working in this way in our community. Give God praise for that. If you are a guest here, we, we are so thankful that you are here. We're blessed and honored to have you. Um, we ask that you would just fill out a connection card. They're in the seat backs in front of you. And I just sounded like a flight attendant there. But that's where they are. Um, and you can take them to the Welcome Center. We have a gift we'd like to give you this morning. I have just a few announcements before you're dismissed. Our giving boxes for anyone who wanted to pay tithes or offering are right outside both doors and one upstairs. Um, and then Thanksgiving baskets. If you signed up to receive a basket or signed up for someone else, those are going to be available right after service in the kitchen. So you'll come right down this hall and pick up those baskets if you're going to be delivering or taking one of those home with you. Our teens, um, Ignite Teens, they are selling air fresheners for your car, wax melts, room sprays. They look like perfect stocking stuffers to me. Um, all the samples of the smells are out at the Welcome Center that you can test that out and place your order. All the kiddos have their own order sheets or you can order them right out front. No service on the 24th, so the night before um, Thanksgiving, we will not have service on Wednesday night. If you wanna come and pray in your car, you're welcome to, but the church will be closed. Um, and then finally, this is important and this is exciting. We're going to be having a Christmas banquet at Four Winds on December the 12th at 6 p.m. Tickets will be on sale starting today, and those are going to be $10 for adults and kids. Three and under are free, and you'll need to sign up and pay by December the 6th. That's super exciting. We have awesome time together when we're here for Christmas banquets, and it's been a couple years. We've been held back from doing that, so... Let's get back together and have a great time. So make sure you sign up and pay for tickets at the Welcome Center by.